Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services, a podcast created for the busy equestrians in mind for on-the-go training, chat, learning. My goal as a trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask questions. All my links will always be in the show notes. Let's get into it. So, I've had a lot of podcast ideas lately. Hello, welcome back. So, um, let's get my big um out now so I can stop saying it. Uh, no, I forgot. Oh, yeah. So, today I wanted to talk about, uh, something that, uh, kind of I ran into an issue with. So, I have a client horse. She is a AQHA mare. Super sweet. Love her to death. Uh, I was training her before I broke my arm. And then I broke my arm. And now we're kind of, this is our second week back together. And we're kind of trying to uh, get back in the groove of things. And while a lot of things have been normal, uh, left on where, or picked up where we left off, there's some things that she has been doing that kind of we're starting back over with and one thing being trailer loading um not that we're starting over but for some reason now where I had hauled her a few times she will get in and then she'll get scared and get out again and just get completely out so I'm working on that it's taken a little slower than I'd like but no big deal And then the other thing is picking up her feet. Before, I was picking up her feet fine, and now she, uh, the farrier had came out the other day, and her owner texted me and was like, hey, we tried doing this for two hours. She did not do very well, Uh, things like that. So I went out after work, and because I wasn't going to work her that day since the farrier had come. And uh, she is a very sensitive horse, by the way. She is a horse that if... I feel like if she had gone to a few other trainers, she would have been thrown into learn helplessness. She would have been beaten. Uh, they would have been frustrated. So that is another reason I want to bring this up because she's a very sensitive horse. And not, um, and just because horses are sensitive doesn't mean they're, they can't be good horses. It just means you have to train them a little bit differently and give them more time to do things. And so when I first started uh, working with her on trailer loading, she picked right up. She didn't, uh, she would go inside the trailer. I would open the door, no halter, lead rope, nothing. She'd walk in and back out herself and she wasn't like fast backing up. So, I may end up actually trying that again and just starting way over. Um, But we did that. Uh, The other thing is, too, that horses that are sensitive like her, I feel like are the type of horses that get a bad rep as being overly dramatic. I even call her dramatic, but the difference between me calling her dramatic and understanding that her throwing a tantrum is non-existent, so horses don't just throw tantrums, 
they might seem overly dramatic and that is always typically due to an issue. We've talked about this the other day about that horse laying down tied to the trailer. So we're coming back to this. This horse is a type of horse that would do something like that. Overly dramatic. But the difference is I understand that if I'm doing something and she is getting dramatic about it, then there's something going on. So uh, long story short, this is what was happening for the farrier. Um, I didn't even ask her owner. Like, I didn't want to know what the farrier was doing, what she was doing. Like, I didn't want to know any of the input. I wanted to go out there, work with her myself, and see what would happen. So uh, I took it slow and I started picking her feet up and she would lean backwards trying to back away and pull her foot away and so she would do like a, a bow she would bow but she would literally fall on the ground if I let her I wouldn't let her do that but if I let her she would literally fall so overly dramatic much um no so I quickly realized then, okay, well, she never done this before, even before I broke my arm. What is going on? Why is she doing this? And, you know, what I feel like happened, and because she is very sensitive, she gets tense in her muscles um, really easy, and these can create knots, spasms, soreness, um things like that. So she could have been sore or something, which would in return cause her to act up. And then the farrier trying to force her through the session because she's acting up. So they're holding her foot longer. They're making her fall on the ground. They're making her pull on a lead rope and set back. They're making her do all these things um, because they're not giving her the time to, to kind of relax. And so by the fair, you're doing all these things that only creates, makes the problem worse. Her muscles get more tense. They get sore. Um, she can even pull a muscle or anything like that because nine times out of 10, and I'm not saying farriers are horrible, but nine times out of 10, when a horse is doing something like this, they would label it as acting up. But when a horse is doing something like this, they tend to hold the foot. Because if, you, if they rip their foot out, it's going to teach them that they can continue to rip their foot out. However, I don't fully believe in that because there's a reason they're ripping their foot out. And if you're not trying to find the underlining problem for that, then that is the owner's fault. I agree in a sense that most farriers are not trainers in a sense of they should not be coming out and training your horse how to stand for a farrier. You need to be doing stuff like that at home. And so I fully believe that everybody should own a hoof stand and not, uh, not like uh, a hoof stand and hoof pick are just fine. Everybody should be able to do that. Putting their horse's foot on the hoof stand and picking their foot out without holding it, putting their foot in the farrier position, like owners should be doing this. Trainers should be doing this. Farriers should not be coming out and having to do this for you to teach their horse to stand. However, on the side note, I feel like, you know, and there's instances where farriers have to muscle through because, you know, it's kind of a timely manner. The horse's feet are awful. You know, they kind of need to be done, but we haven't had time to work with them. So obviously there are situations like that. 
But when a horse is very sensitive and has an issue like that, it's really important to find a farrier who understands this and is willing to work with you and understand how you are working with your horse. Giving that horse breaks, doing small increments will be faster in the long run than trying to muscle through and push and uh, keep the horse in an emotional state. I've been working with her for a few days now after doing that and she has done a lot better. I can now pick her foot up. Uh, I could probably pick it out, but I don't have a hoof pick with, uh, out there, um, mainly because I've been hauling her to the place that I board to be training her, but it is what it is. So, um, she's been doing a lot better. However, what I also have started doing is because she has started to set back and things like that and bow down, um, I really also started trying to look for why is she doing this? What is causing this? And really the only thing I can think of is her muscles without getting a vet check. Now a vet check is obviously up to the owner, but me being a certified equine massage therapy, I've decided, especially since she is in my training care and the owner is okay with it, what I am doing is working on her muscles. She is very sore, she does have knots, and so she's gotten a, a, a massage for three days in a row now, um, and she's had horrible body body stuff going on here. So um, eventually we'll probably have the chiropractor come out. I'll continue massages daily. I'll do a full body sports massage. Um, I've been doing a a light massage over her, getting her to relax and release. Um, but once I start getting her hauled over to my boarding facility, then I will start doing full body sports massages, really getting down into that deep nut muscle. I'll actually probably do that once or twice here while she's, uh, since I can't get her to load in the trailer just right now. But these are things I'm going to be working out. And if, the, if this does not help resolve an issue or I feel like there's an underlining issue such as needing a chiropractor, needing a vet check, then um, I will definitely suggest those things. Um, but right now, what we're doing is what we're doing. So um, I do fully believe that it was a muscle um, issue which caused her to uh, act, uh, act that way. And then the farrier obviously would power through that like most farriers would. I'm not blaming the farrier for her problem at all. Um, I think that her muscle problem was before this uh, farrier started working on her. No, the farrier didn't help in a sense of probably making it worse, but she did need her feet done. So they do look halfway okay right now. Um, but they still do need work. So we're going to work on that. But I did want to just come on here and speak about that real fast. Um, because I think it's important for people who do come out to work on our horses. Veterinarians, um, uh, the equine dentist, you know, massage, chiropractic, uh, farrier, all these people you do need to get to know, figure out how how they work with your horses, getting someone who is okay with taking your advice on working with your horse. So if, if a farrier comes out and you're like, 
we're still working on this. Can you please do smaller increments of things? So such as trimming the hoof a little bit, putting the foot down, letting the horse rest a second, and then picking it back up and continuing to trim again, you know, or, you know, uh, someone who's not opposed to doing a positive reinforcement session with your horse, you know, so anytime they pick the foot up, then you can feed, the farrier picks the foot up, you can feed your horse a treat, things like that. The farrier can put the foot back down. So doing, doing things like that, finding a farrier who is willing to do that with you and your horse is ideal situation. Um, now, if you're the type of person that's like, well, I'm going to power through it. Well, um, I I'm feel very bad for your horse. But, you know, you have to do what you can. And if you, if there's a farrier, farrier who is not willing to do those sessions and maybe their schedule's really booked, they're on a time crunch, they don't feel like they really have time to be doing that, then I would get a different farrier. And that's just my honest opinion. Um, I need someone who is willing to help me with my horse and not ruin my horse. And it goes to the same with any other type of worker who comes and works with your horse because so many different situations can pop up with that. So I just wanted to point that out there for, for you people that when your horse is starting to what you would call a tantrum or act out, do remember that it is not the horse being overly dramatic. They are trying to relay something. It is up to us to figure out what that is and how to fix it. Hopefully we'll have another podcast soon because I've had great ideas. We'll talk to y'all later.